So let's do that. Uh, yeah. So Greg, uh, I mean, I'm not sure if I need to tell you this, but you know, some of your shirts are kind of, kind of crappy. I mean, you know. What do you What do you mean by crappy? They got like a sweet little pocket right here. I uh, mean, that's... they could be better. I mean, there's some. There's a place I know where it has lots of lots of cool stuff. Uh, yeah, but but how cool? We're talking about triple A cool. We're talking about shirts from 86.com. They're a pretty cool site. They sell all types of merchandise, including T-shirts, keychains, and other cool stuff that they sell on their site. Uh, and also have awesome video game material as well, such as Street Fighter, Killer Instinct, Guilty Gear, Skullgirls, Blaze Blue, Smite, and 86 own brand of T-shirts as well as, well as other stuff. Um, recently, they put out some new keychain for Street Fighter Five. So yeah, there's some awesome stuff there. Some just suggestion, you know. Next time you go out and buy a shirt of any kind, I suggest check out 86.com. And if you want to support us and them at the same time, please use this link in the in your web browser to check out 86.com. Put in www.86.com question mark AFF equals four. Again, www.86.com question mark AFF equals four. This link will tell them that we sent you and that we're cool with them as long as you're cool with us. Thank you and enjoy the show. the show thank you for coming it's a little little off center here with the camera that's fine it's more 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 of this to kind of play around with um anyways so guys um we're back uh for those who might have caught the earlier stream thank you for streaming for that and that was a lot of fun um the Skullgirls last brazilians online tournament went very well and uh, thank you to everybody who came by and all the follows and the, and the sub and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But tonight we're going to talk about video game news. And with me, as always, the man that I believe that uh, needs no introduction. His name is Greg Dietz. Ah! <laughs> I love doing that because I get to see the screen now and I get to watch the transition happen so I can always be prepared for when my face goes immediately on camera. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. But also, hi, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we are going to talk about games and other news. And there will be an announcement happening later on in the show. So, be on the lookout for... Or, well, you, you'll be on the lookout when people are not... Uh, <laughs> the people who are listening to the podcast are like, I have nothing to look at. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there'll be an announcement later on in the show. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes, exactly, Blur. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's... I might have to tell that story at the, uh, the post-show. Oh, yeah, I think you should. I think it's great. Um, so give me one second here. I forgot to... Boom, 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 boom. All right. So, it is time for our show. There we go. Now Greg can see the screen. 
I can see everything. Yes, yes. All right, so starting the timer now. And we're going to start with the thing that Nintendo announced uh, this past week. Uh, so, Nintendo Labos was announced... Uh, yeah, we're black. Uh, Nintendo Labos was announced uh, this past week uh, during their Direct. Or, well, I would say... I wouldn't say really much of a Direct, really. Uh, it was more like, here, here's a trailer for our new thing we're working on. Yeah, it was like twice, twice this year, like their Direct has been... Well, that didn't really work, holding something. Their Direct <laughs> um, has been, like, uh, just an announcement video that was posted on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this thing that they've announced, and I was trying to figure out for the first couple of seconds, like, what exactly are they going with this? Until I realized that they are creating this uh, these cardboard boxes that work with the Switch in a sense of, like, building these... Uh, these uh house of houses i'm building these ideas and whatnot <laughs> um so the nintendo the, house brought yeah. to you by something or mm -hmm. other it's 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 basically like an interactive like uh cardboard um toy i guess i guess yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's 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 ikea cardboard is essentially what it is it's uh you buy you're gonna buy the the package at the store the box if you will and it's gonna come with seven to eight probably nine different cardboard uh, uh, slots you pop out the pieces um and then like the game itself the the, the software um that you're going to put into the switch console you uh <clears throat> you're going to um it, like i want to play the, this game with a house okay well let's build the house first and they'll go step by step on the game how to build the house like they show it in the trailer um and uh and then once the house is built the game the, you know then you can tell the the software like i have the house ready to go what do i do with it and it goes like okay put the put this in the chimney put the red one in the chimney and then put the blue one up your butthole and then press this button and you can feel the house vibrate at the same time inside your butthole i don't know i i'm just coming up with things guys here because i have there's very little information on labo what we do know is what's in this trailer exactly and the engineering behind the <laughs> what yeah. some of this stuff is doing is yeah. incredible yeah i think that this is and i think I, I said this earlier like this is uh a perfect if you're like a kid who were just digging once again to the career of engineering like this is great <gasps> this is a good a good i wouldn't say starting point but this is a way to kind of keep that like inspired mind um uh, to keep going um i I, I, I like the idea. I think that Nintendo is definitely, uh, it's definitely being Nintendo. Like, it's, I was thinking, like, you know, and Greg said it, like, to me on Thursday. It's like, this is the most Nintendo, Nintendo being Nintendo I've seen in a long time. And I'm thinking, like, you might, you're not wrong on that one. Because, like, in the past, like, you've seen some weird stuff out of Nintendo that has failed. And this is the one that, because the Switch has been so successful, that they're, they can do stuff like this, like, and and it was like, yes. oh. Here's the crazy thing about Labo, too, in that regard, is that usually when Nintendo comes out with something weird or original or different, you can kind of go, oh, this will be successful or this will be a fail. And generally speaking, the, the, the consensus of, you know, fail or, or not is usually right. Like, you, you're correct. Here, it's really, really hard to tell. It's it really hard to tell if this it is, is. going to succeed or fail. Yeah. Or not. The one um, I, I personally hope it succeeds. 
I hope so too. Again, I, I think it's a great thing for for young engineers. I think well, that here's, here's th what I'm thinking, Anthony. Mm -hmm. Not to interrupt you again because I'm just going to keep doing that. <laughs> um, here's what I'm thinking mm -hmm. for the future of Labo. They can release. They can go like, okay, so Toy Box One was a success, so we're going to make Toy Box Two, and it's going to have new software. But here's the cool thing. All you have to do is go to the store and buy a $30 box of cardboard while we update the game for free. And yeah. you just install an update on the on the on the game itself and then boom, you you don't have to spend another $70 on on hardware or software. I think the craziest thing thinking about it is they're going to sell cardboard for a high price and people are going to buy it. You're not buying cardboard. Okay, well, it's, you're buying, it's you're buying specialized. cardboard for twenty bucks. You're buying cardboard for twenty bucks. Oh, is it twenty? Okay. Well, here's the thing: the the seventy dollar box that you buy mm -hmm. has cardboard and a software game in it. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Okay, well, that makes sense. Like, like that if makes you watch sense. this video, if you watch this video, people are using the Switch with the cardboard. Okay, that makes like, perfect you have, sense. Like, and 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 uh, I think uh, Brian Altano said it best, and I totally agree. Like. This thing will be a success if replacement cardboard or new versions are thirty to twenty bucks for a whole pack. The one thing that I'm that I'm um, thinking of, and I said this to you on Thursday, was I think that in the future people are going to make like some crazy inventions and some crazy stuff with this. Um, that even if it's not intended to be open ended, I guarantee you. Somebody out there is going to get real creative with it and find way find find ways to make it happen. The one thing I'm kind of curious about is, are, is the cardboard specifically tied to the console? Like, is there some sort of, uh, like some sort of sticker or something that only works with the with the um, with the uh, with the console itself, or is it possible that other the other cardboard you could technically get? And somehow extract whatever well, is in the uh, within these cardboard into that, like. Well, uh, from from what it looks like, from everything that I that I'm that I've seen, which is literally just this, um, everything is designed to uh, to work with the Joy Cons, um, and you'll notice that when they when they detach the Joy Cons from the Switch itself, and then. Um, attack, like put the Joy Cons into the thing, like like you're seeing right here with the putting in the piano. Mm -hmm. You'll notice what side the red ones goes in. So the red one has the has the infrared on the bottom, and they put that infrared inside the piano. Right. So what I'm thinking is that is that like when you build the piano, there are little like reflective tiles that pop up, and that's what tells the Joy Con to tell the switch these are the keys that they're hitting. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm just thinking like what, I'm. I'm thinking, somebody's gonna go out there and gonna find what exactly it is that makes it work like that, like so that they can buy the pieces that, you know themselves and then put it to any cardboard they want and like not tied to what Nintendo wants them to be. Like I think that's gonna happen. I think that you'll 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 see some crazy stuff happen and people will find a way to I won't say uh, cheapen the deal, but like find a way to where they can create some crazy inventions that Nintendo never thought on top of stripping down the components so they can figure out like what they need to make this on their own. Uh, so Valer's, Valer's talking about that. One of the press photos, it looks like for the RC car thing, it can show up on the switch with what the RC car sees. 
If that's the case, then is the then is the is the little bottom part on the red Joy-Con is that a is that also a camera? That would be insane. Is this also a fucking camera? Is is Nintendo? Well, no. If if, if it was a camera, you would have known by now, right? Like if if it was there's a, been no there's been no games to utilize it. Yeah, I mean like even, I, it's they've an been IR camera. No way, son of a bitch. It's an IR camera. Well, it is using IR, so this fucking console is a goddamn masterpiece. So dude. wow, so it can be used as a camera. Wow, well people, wow. that I'm, is incredible. Wow. So I'm, yeah, that's exactly what half of this stuff's gonna do. Is it's it's gonna. This camera is going to pick up what's going on inside and then relay that to the Switch itself. Hmm. Like, people will go, oh, not, it's just cardboard. No, oh, it's no, just cardboard. No, it's not. Kind it's, of. It's specialized cardboard. But not cardboard. really. <laughs> it's specialized cardboard. Um, I, I, again, I cannot wait for the people just to get this and, and just make some crazy i mean yeah you're not you're not wrong people are people if if that's the case if that's the case and that's all that's all the ir camera is doing is seeing what the cardboard's doing on the inside people are going to figure out how to um reverse engineer it and then build something new exactly yeah and that's going to be that's going to be incredible to watch but mm-hmm. i won't be doing that i'll be building what it requires me to build right and then i'll be setting that shit on a shelf <laughs> and being like i have nintendo labo <laughs> and i hope to god that that cardboard stays good lest we forget that on top of all of this people are going to break this these cardboard uh cutouts and on top of i feel like people especially kids are Son going to are going to break the uh whatever Wherever the uh, the con- the controllers or the LED screen is, especially that motorcycle one, I feel like it's gonna fall apart with these kids handling it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's 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 what Brian Otano <laughs> talks about. Like, that's why it's so important that the replacement cardboard is cheap. Yeah, that's that's got that's gotta be huge. Also, one last thing before we move on, is that the price and date, like Nintendo. I see what you're doing. You're memeing hard, like, for uh, yeah. coming out on 420. And the price is sixty nine ninety nine, so I see what you're doing, Nintendo. <laughs> I see what you're doing. So, um, all right, moving on to the next topic at hand, and still on the topic of Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo has big ambitions, which I misspelled uh, on the top apparently for 2018. <laughs> I just realized that I forgot to add the B. Um, they have omniscience, guys. <laughs> so this was reported off the Business Insider, uh, written by Ed, Ed, uh, Ed, Edor, I, I cannot pronounce this, Maggio. Um, I'll just shorten it to Ed. <laughs> um, uh, Nintendo's president said the Switch is a console with a long lifespan. Um, Nintendo has big ambitions for 2018. In a recent interview with Japanese newspaper uh, Manichi, uh, which we saw via Nintendo Everything, Nintendo's president, Tsusumi Kishima, said that the second year of a successful Switch will be crucial, or, uh, yeah, crucial, and the console has a long lifespan. After closing 2017 with great momentum and a whopping 10 million units sold, which the company wants to bring uh, bring to 14 million before the fiscal year closes in March, I think they'll make that easily. Uh, Nintendo said that the next year's target is even more ambitious. 20 million Switch console sold. That's what they're aiming for. To do so, Japanese firm plans to uh, Japanese to do so. The Japanese firm plans to keep on doing what it does best, which is a mixture of popular first-party franchises such as Mar- Super Mario, Legend of Zelda, as well as family games, 
from both its own development studios and external partners. One of, Nintendo, one of Nintendo's objectives this year, Nintendo, uh, Kishima said, will be expand the console's user base to those who had never touched game machines too much, other than the traditional gamers. And I'll, yeah, um, I'll link I, this I in the chat. I'm super excited about hearing this because, you know, you look at... I mean, you're showing all Nintendo 64 stuff, but I wanted to bring up that, you know, you look at the Wii and you look at its major success. And... Mm -hmm. um, and from my personal experience working at Walmart in the electronics section, when the Wii was, you know, had just released, it was extremely popular. We couldn't keep it on the shelves. The biggest problem that we had was we couldn't sell games. Yeah, uh, that games, was a huge issue. When the only Wii. time games ever sold on that thing was if it was a if it was a first party title. Third party titles never sold on the Wii. Mm -hmm. And um, and hell, barely first party titles for that matter. Like games did not sell very well on the Wii at all. So when the Wii U came out, games sold very well. But here was the here was the flip side: the Wii U itself did not sell as well. Yeah. It sold. It didn't sell poorly because it sold it sold well enough, but it um, it did not meet you know the expectations that they wanted. Uh, certainly not with like the Switch. But with the Switch, here's what makes the Switch so brilliant: it is the Wii, the Wii U, and the 3DS. Actually, just DS for that matter. Um, the best things about those three consoles wrapped into one console. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I will ever pick up my my 3DS again unless there's an exclusive 3DS title that I want to play. Um, like uh, uh, I plan on buying all the NT Creates games on my Switch because they all, all every game that I have on my 3DS I can get on my Switch. Um, there. Uh, uh, you know, they have Kirby and Yoshi coming out this year. Um, I'm very, very excited for what they have planned. And um, the point that I'm getting at, the whole po whole point of what I'm talking about here is... Uh, um, the Switch, to be successful, needs to be... needs to come out with a lot of stuff. Here's... I'll, I'll kind of butt in here. I to, to Go ahead, because I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out what I want to say. So, to add on to that, every good console, the one thing that always makes or breaks the consoles is the games. You can have the greatest features in the world of a console, but if you don't have the games to back it up, nobody's See, buying. Here's, and, here's, and here's, Anthony, where I'm going to kind of stop you there, because I would agree with you 98% of the time. The Switch is a different story. Because I can promise you right now, having Netflix, oh, uh, it yeah. has Hulu, it has, you yeah, know, that's true. having that's all true. these yes. fucking video apps, yes, that's true. Will, will sell consoles. They will. It just straight up will. That's very true. Um, you're you're right. You're you're not you're not wrong on that. Um, and yeah, it's definitely in this modern age, everything in terms of the consoles, like they have like these video apps that people use on a daily basis, regardless, even without the console. Just having it there is very convenient, and people will use it. God damn it! God damn it, Josh! Not now. <laughs> um, yeah, for those in the chat, uh, J Josh is uh, messing with Greg. So, <laughs> um, I told them all that story last night, so they're they're all it's fresh in their head. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I just I think that like for me personally, and I I liked the I liked the week. I liked the Wii U. 
I thought that what the Wii did was that weird Nintendo thing that nobody else was doing, and it sparked, like, Microsoft and Sony to, like, well, we gotta do motion controls now, too. Um, and, uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, people are like, oh, well, Microsoft was, was working on the Kinect long before the Wii uh, released their thing, and I go, ah, but here's the thing, is that the Wii, the development for the Wii started before the Kinect. Like, so... You can say that, but at the end of the day, Microsoft went after, like, was after them because they knew it was going to be a big thing. Oh yeah, that, that was that uh, was that was that was a total. I wouldn't say cash grab, but that was totally them, like them saying, like, "Oh, motion controls are next next best thing. That's that that's that's the money where it's at. Let's do that." And then Microsoft and Sony followed, and they don't use it anymore. <laughs> well, well, and there's there's a reason because because gamers in general don't really enjoy motion controls. Um, just as, as a whole, it's not a super big popular thing. However, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey have motion controls, don't require motion controls. Yes, there's, that's that's big. That's yeah. big. Putting an option to not have to use the motion controls is huge. Could you imagine the Legend of Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, with only motion controls? Like I mean, that, I played Skyward Sword, so yeah. I'm just saying, people would have been very divided on that. I think that's... Well, I don't think Breath of the Wild would have been... It would, it would have been could, university praise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. absolutely would not have been. People would have been against it very much so, but, like, the fact that the Wii fans and the, the GameCube fans and the N64 fans and the Wii U fans can all play the same game and have similar experiences while playing it differently is one of the most genius things I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you keep showing, like, you have this N64 reel going up, and I want to point out that that's another huge thing that'll sell consoles, and I sincerely hope that that happens this year, um, is all of a sudden they're just like, hey, boom, here's all these virtual old-school titles from the N64, the Super Nintendo, the NES, the GameCube. I'm waiting for that to happen. I'm very much waiting for them to say because they've said nothing about the the virtual console or anything like that. The only thing they said and then backed away from um, was that they're going to be that there's going to be a you know a, a monthly uh, you know game that you get to play um, you know for a month and then decide whether you're going to buy or not. Uh, and it's like two games, like two classic games. So, so what? Okay, so first and foremost, like that, that is incorrect. Um, as long as you have the service, you're always able to play that game during that month. So, for example, uh, the games with gold that's on Xbox One. Mm -hmm. If I lose gold, every game that I've ever downloaded through Games with Gold goes away. Mm, so, it's so and that's gonna be the same thing with oh, Nintendo. Okay. All right. So. So right. as long as you have the service and you've downloaded that specific old school game, you'll be able to keep playing it as long as you have the service. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's, that's good to know. Because for the longest time, I remember anything uh, virtual console or anything online. They, they and they wait. I remember hearing that they delayed it to. Uh, yes. Yeah. They delayed. Yeah. They delayed the launch till later this year. But so yeah, it's still free online. But so like, it's I'm, I'm still yeah. It's and and when it comes out, it'll be twenty bucks a year. Mm -hmm. When you look when you look which at is, like, which is really good compared yeah. to the other compared to the other consoles. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. really good. I'm just like wondering, as far as what man, I just want to know, like, 
I I, I want to know what they plan for. And in 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 terms of like them saying they want to put out more popular franchises um, every year, which they already do to some degree, um, and then more family games kind of harkens back to the kind of the Wii. Um, era of like and we you era to some degree would like it's family. You know focused. how you you know how you make a bunch of people happy. Nintendo, all they have to do is go, hey, remember that Yoshi game and the Kirby game that we showed off? Well, they're going to be coming out this year, which we know the Kirby one is. Um, yeah, but the Yoshi one needs to come out. And then at E three, they go, hey, remember how in, last year we announced Prime Four? Yeah. Well, now we have footage of it, and guess what? You can play it however you want. You want to play it like the original Primes? Go right ahead. You want to play it like Prime Three, where it was on the Wii, and you had the Joy-Con, and like you. Used That's the true. They could around. do that. Yeah. I, I or do that. you want to play it like a Halo? Then you play it like a Halo. That it's, would be a fucking game breaker, right there. I forgot who was making Metro Metro Prime Four. It wasn't Metro Studios, was it? Was it? I don't remember. Yeah, it's, I might have been some other company. I can looking think it of. up right now, yeah. but yeah, like that's. I mean. Nintendo. Nintendo is in the like they. Not only are they in the money, but the ball is in is in their court. Now the question Absolutely. is, can they slam dunk it? Not to say they're already done already, but can they slam dunk it even more um, with what they got? Can they maintain this momentum as they as it said in the article? So uh, time will uh, tell. But Nintendo yeah. is sitting, I think, on top of the other two companies. I think. Guessimation. Like, Guessimation. I've never Guessimation. been more. I've never more been more infatuated with a console than I have the, the. I've never been infatuated with a console. My entire like mentality of buying a console has always been: I want the exclusives, or these are the, this is the console all my friends are playing on. When right. I saw the Switch, and since I've had the Switch, I'm happy that I have the console. Yes. Like I've I've never truly felt that way. Yeah, it's it's they're they're killing it. They really are just. In the park. Uh, oops, wrong video. Did I forget to hang on? Let's see. Um, let me see. This might be the right one. Uh, yeah, I think it is. All right, cool, awesome. Where is the? There we go. Okay, awesome. All right, our next topic is a video that David Jaffe put out there, and I'll put it in the chat for those who might have missed it. Uh, this past week, kind of just stating the state of Twisted Metal, uh, because apparently he's gotten so many requests and questions about it. It's like, you know, what's going on with Twisted Metal? Is that still a thing that's happening? And he addressed it. It's like, basically it came down to, I don't own IP. Um, yeah, yeah be, I was like, he doesn't own it. Yeah, it, it, it'd be really cool if uh, the people who own it is Sony, and it'd be really cool to see if there's another, you know, Twisted Metal in the future. But he also pointed out, like, kind of just to, to play devil's advocate, he said, like, you know, what what would a modern Twisted Metal be? Like, what, would people really be interested in buying a game like this? Like, would it actually make profit? And really kind of went from both sides. And, you know, at heart, he does want it to bring back. Um, but at the core of it, it does beg the question. And we had games that you know, that are from the yesteryears of the, the last generation to where just a lot of fanfare at the time, you know, people like the series. But, like, at some point, like, when is it, when is it, like, an IP that you, can, you, you try to bring back but it does not work in today's, uh, in today's modern uh, game? You know, I was, I, yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I just don't think that Twisted Metal 
could work now. Uh, I mean, they did try to bring it back, and I think maybe yeah. it didn't do so well because of story. It That's did. Literally the trailer you're showing right now. Yeah, it, it did well, but it didn't it didn't uh, bang uh, bang the door or we're trying to trying to. Well, that was the thing about that was the thing about the first twisted metal is was you know you look at what the what the you look at what the original PlayStation was yeah. and you look at a game like Twisted Metal and that thing that you would have never seen a game like Twisted Metal on, on Nintendo console. You would like that was totally original and totally new and 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 then when Twisted Metal Two came out, it was just you know people were like, oh my god, we love the first one and it's only been like a year and a half. Yay, we got a new one. And Twisted Metal Two was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the franchise was blowing up. Mm-hmm. And then and then of course Psionic Studio or is it Psionic or Psychosis? Say something. Anyway, the company the the, the devs that were making it had it taken away from them, and Nine Eight Nine Studios started making the game. And they really took it into a different place that most fans didn't like. So by the time the fourth yeah. game came out, fans yeah. really, really disliked it. Yeah. And David Jaffe had nothing to do with three and four. Yeah. David, so then you know, David Jaffe on his video has said like the it's very divided right now as far as like what people really want from a new Twisted Metal. Like people are well, saying one I mean, thing. And I mean, you talk to Twisted Metal fans, and nine times out of ten, people love Black. Oh fuck yeah. Twisted Metal Black was easily the best Twisted Metal mm. game next to two. Oh yeah, it is. Um, it is good. It is scary, uh, but it is good <laughs> at the time. Well, yeah, because that's what Twisted Metal is. It's 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 a it's a goofy game. It's a goofy idea, but at the same time, it has very kind of terrifying undertones. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. Um, and uh, if they were able to bring Twisted Metal back and completely reboot the franchise. And it was, and it looked like black, but you know, obviously modern and better. Um, and to the extent of like, it's a bunch of people racing around in different parts of the world, competing to get a wish from Calypso, only to have it backfire. That's the only way it's going to succeed. But even then, you have to look at what kind of game Twisted Metal is, and, and you have to look at like what people want to play nowadays versus this is an old franchise. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about that too is like uh, going back to do the video that David Jaffe was talking about. Um, people pointed out to him like you know look at uh, uh, the other what was it um, God the, the very popular racing game that that people love. Uh, Burnout? Not Burnout. No, no, no. The one where you, with soccer ball. Um, oh, oh, oh! Uh, Rocket League. Yes, people were pointing it out. It's like, dude, look at Rocket League compete something like that. And you know, like he, you know, he said like, yeah, and that's cool. And that you know, I I, I love playing it. Is it would Twisted Metal would be something like that in the future? I'm not sure if that would work in that in that in that case. Um, and he's you know definitely they you know, just kind of throwing out ideas and whatnot and just kind of like you know looking at what's what's out there. And it, it definitely comes down to I think that some IPs can't be revived unless unless somebody really just changes everything wow even then like it's it's hard like it's a hard thing to do because i'm thinking like if 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 an ip like say sony says like we're bringing back twisted metal but we're completely changing everything about it and it's going to be this entirely new thing different from from its from its past people are going to be up in arms and you know just like upset like you know one of the one of the things that i heard a lot about twisted metal uh the the newer one the one for the trailer you're showing yeah that the controls were terrible Mm. I remember hearing that the, the game didn't play very well. And, um, but you know, you look back at the all other, the other five Twisted Metals, they were all on PlayStation and PlayStation 2. And uh, this was even before Analog Sticks came in. 
So all of those games play with with just the D-pad. Um, and I think at the time that really worked. Yeah. And I, so I think if you were to make Twist Metal now, you'd have to make the controls extremely tight. Yeah, you would need to do you would need to do some very fine tuning to the game. You would need to do something that twist that harkens to twist and metal, but at the same time bring something new that everybody can pick up and play. That people who may not be into it will get into it. And it's easy for me to say that because I'm you know I'm I'm just a podcaster. <laughs> I'm not a game developer of any sort. Um, but you know, as far as like, what exactly could they do as somebody who's who's playing games for, for for most of my life? They would need to do something that that they would that they would find a way to balance both both well, fan know, bases. And, and the, the other problem, the other problem, Anthony, that I see all the time and that, are, that I'm seeing right now is that look what games become more popular in 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 the in the realm of multiplayer. It's not your Call of Duties, it's not your Halos, it's the unique ones, the ones that stand out, the Overwatch, the PUBGs. Mm-hmm, yes. Those are the ones that people want because those are different. Yeah. And there's um, a, oh, I mean, hell, oh. fucking uh, Destiny 2 is dying because of, of the same problem of not being different enough. So, and I it, don't know. It's a tough question. It's a tough question, but it also brings, brings a question... Uh, games like this, like games that are from yesteryear, like could they really be something if they were brought back to to today's standards? And the one thing I would say to Devil's Advocate myself is like bring back Medi- Medieval, and then Crash Bandicoot was a great was a great success uh, last year, uh, which it was, it was. But I think it's I think it's a case by case basis. I think that it's not unifiedly like if your game was from last generation that's going to automatically automatically succeed in this modern uh, age of, of gaming like i think it's a well, case me, by case basis when it comes to let me play let games. me play further devil's advocate for you mm-hmm. um when it comes to uh you know like uh, crash bandicoot or uh I'm trying to think of another game that they re- have remastered in that regard um uh, sh- the, Bio- uh, the bioshock franchise uh, i was gonna i was gonna throw out the uh that one eco game uh shadow uh what was it called <gasps> Shadow of the Colossus, yes. Well, it's not out yet. I'm talking about games that are out. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the the fan reaction has been split. Uh, if you remember with with Crash Bandicoot, everyone was real hyped about it and it sold really well because everyone was real hyped about it. But then once everyone started playing it, they were upset that it was hard. The Dark Souls of platformers. So, <laughs> you know, you have to look at that kind of aspect too, to an extent. I think. Uh. I personally would love to see a Twist Metal game come back. I would if, too. I would love if it. David, especially if David Jaffe's behind it, but I don't, I just ultimately don't think it'll do well. Period. I, I think that, yeah, it, it's very niche. Like, it's a very niche car combat game. It's, like, very niche now. Like, well, I, I well, say you're banking, that. you're banking primarily on nostalgia. Like, how do you, you, how are, do you market? You are. You know, how do you market to kids like my nephews who... You know, like the games that they're really interested in are the same ones that their friends are interested in, and the yeah. ones that their friends are interested in are the ones that YouTubers are playing. Would you? So, would you? Would you dare? Would you agree to me that some franchises are better left dead? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I, I really do feel that Twist Metal is that, um, mm-hmm. but then again, I know because, like, I yeah, I, I, it's like I, I, I definitely agree with that sentiment. Uh, uh, this, uh, that idea but at the same time like 
there's also like the opportunity of somebody actually nailing it and like just doing something completely different that nails it and everybody loves it. So there's that yeah, that, I, that side of it too. Not wrong. So yeah, it's, you're not wrong at all. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's either or. Um, I like to see it in Twisted Metal. I think Twisted Metal is really cool. I love Black. Scared me when I was a kid, but I loved it anyways. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, maybe in the future, remaster would be awesome. Oh, but they remaster Black. Oh god, that'd be sick. <laughs> that'd be the best thing ever. They're already in the remaster train, anyways. It is so. Um, all right. So, moving on to our next topic at hand. As I get that ready. Um, let's see. Boop, 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 boop. Oops, wrong video. Um, oh, did I not load a video for it? I don't think I loaded it. Hang on. All right. One second, guys. Sorry, I forgot to load a video for this section. Uh, so, give and me one second. <laughs> was playing Shovel Knight instead of getting this ready. Ah, uh, that's, yeah, that's true. I was. <laughs> I was trying to beat the battle toads. Uh, let's go with. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do that. It's, it's, it's a three, it was a 360 game. Okay. All right. So, uh, is literally only 21 days into. Oh, hang on. Before I even do that. Uh, boom, and boom. Okay. It has literally only been 21 days into the new year, but already, already, we've got. People talking about E3, E3 is going to be coming up and people are going to be, people within the game industry that works are universally like, fuck E3, but at the same time, like excited um, because of the work involved. Well, yeah, like you, you don't, <laughs> like I, I guarantee you there are people that hate the Super Bowl, but also like love the Super Bowl. Yes. For the exact same reason. So, yes. so uh, apparently this was posted on Reddit uh, on our games. Uh, a full is a title, a full list of, uh, of all the rumored leaked in upcoming games from Microsoft. Uh, this is posted by Sexy Phobe. Uh, and uh, I know. <laughs> uh, and he says, just a little over a year uh, ago, Scale Bomb was canceled. Um, what made this feel worse is that there was a swarm of exclusives released for the PS4, which made a lot of users feel free. Uh, our, our users here feel like they weren't getting most out of their system. E3, Cuphead, and PUBG did help, but they weren't a lot of AAA titles announced. This year, however, we have already gotten a swarm of rumors and possible leaks for Xbox exclusives. Let's go down the list of what we know and what is possible. And he lists as far as like what possible, this is more possible than probable. Um, see it these is releasing March uh, 31st. Um, and a close, uh, close play, uh, yeah, that, that part's not important actually. Uh, Say the Gate 2 is expected to get more info soon, with, with the developers pretty sure of a spring 2018 release date. Crackdown 3 is not cancelled and still seems to be expected to release in 2018 of this year in, in the spring. Ori Will of the Wisp will, will uh, while no release period was shown in D3, it's, uh, it's still exciting that it's still a thing, even more so. The man behind Metroid uh, AMR2 is hired by Moon Studios as a high level designer, which is fucking awesome. Um, with the release of the One X, Phil Spencer and Microsoft have once again assumed, uh, assured us on their commitment to the brand. This includes Phil Spencer getting a promotion as well as commitment to expanding current studios as well as buying and creating new ones. Um, I, when it comes to these right now, is off the bat. Um, I see if Thieves, did they already announce a release date or did they say like, is this still in beta? 
I know that the that the open beta is supposed to be or like close closed invite beta or whatever is supposed to be happening soon. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think there's a release date. Okay, so he's saying March. Actually, no, there is a release date. It's March. Hang on a tick. Okay. Let me. Oh, while, while you do that, I'll talk about uh, Crackdown Three. I I will believe it when I see it. I think we haven't seen or heard anything from Crackdown Three. If Crack if Crackdown Three still exists, it has to be shown one more time at E3 with a date. If it's not. That thing is in almost, I want to say vaporware situation, but I feel like it's it's becoming vaporware. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, Crackdown is definitely that franchise that's like, if you played it, you know you're gonna enjoy it when yeah. they come out with a new one. But if you didn't play it, it seems weird, and you're probably not gonna pick it up. Um, I don't know. Like Crackdown, see, like dude, I'm excited to play Crackdown three, but then again, I just I don't know how well it's gonna do. I don't think it's gonna do that well, honestly. Um, by oh. the way, uh, Sea of Thieves comes out March thirtieth or March twentieth. Oh wow! So this guy, oh this, okay, okay, all right, cool. He almost he almost got him right in the bot button. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that I, I skipped over this. Uh, not only is Age of Empires one one through three getting remastered, but four is being made. I can see that happening. I think. It depends. I, 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 think. I, I want to say because RTSs are not that big now. They're, they're like it's now, but the MOBAs and everything else. So I don't know if that would. Maybe they are in the, you know, Age of Empires series have always sold well. So maybe, uh, who knows? I I I, I don't. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like here's the problem: is that last year, and and I we've talked about this too on this podcast. But last year, when March rolled around, uh every like playstation had like two or three titles nintendo had just come out with legend of zelda and xbox had uh halo wars 2 mm-hmm. um and that was awful like that just sucked yeah um so yeah. i you know i've said that that with especially with xbox one x like they need to come out with some shit in march they absolutely need something in march to compat to compete um, or at least to sell consoles, and I I think the Sea of Thieves will be it, uh, at least for a little while. Um, yeah, but uh, they need more stuff. They definitely need more exclusives. Speaking of stuff, um, I got some more stuff in here that uh, was pointed out. This is all rumor reel, of course, but like, um, so this is regarding uh, possible E three announcements that may happen. Uh, just going down the list. For uh, Forza, Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 4 being set in Japan, um, that'd be crazy. Uh, a new Perfect Dark assistance from the Coalition. A new Mega Saw game. I fucking hope it. A new game like that happens. That'd be great. Uh, Playground Studios RPG team working on a new Fable title. Playground has also hired developers from GTA 5, Metal Gear Solid, and Hellblade. A, plaus- that, yeah. a plausible Halo spinoff. With a large amount of players per session, this would fit in 343's amb- uh, ambiguous blog post. Apparently, it was a blog post by 343 they put up recently that that is, I guess, ambiguous, or <laughs> as it says here. Um, and then, uh, now, of course... I, and, uh, I could get in a whole conversation about fucking 343 <laughs> and the Halo franchise, but... <laughs> and then, one more thing real quick. Now, of course, uh, these are all rumors and development, development, uh, development time. Of each title remains to be seen. At the very least, will be will be known by E3 if Horizon Horizon 
Forza Horizon 4 leak will be proved to be true. On top of that, the call, this is the other thing he's putting on. The coalition are partnering with StoryLab Productions for a new IP, considering this is uh, from their main website. It's very likely true, and it's separate from Perfect Dark Rumor. That This should excite people as, uh, as there was a fear a coalition would just be a gear studio. Um, and then one more thing, uh, Studio Gable's sister company are setting up uh, a team of 50 plus developers to partner with Microsoft to globally recognize IP, which leaves us with a lot of possibilities. That picture also said it with, uh, with an action adventure new IP, so maybe after partnership, um, uh, they shifted toward a dominant IP. Could be a, p a perfect dark game, could be Microsoft. Well, so on, so on. NBA Jam creator says he's working with Microsoft on five in the series. Not as much. Okay, cool. So we might be we might be getting a new NBA Jam game, which is that'd be cool. Speaking of games that you know, uh, speaking of games that uh, would they would they last or would they work in modern gaming? NBA Jam, I think it would, just because it's so arcadey and it's a game where um, there is easy act. It's just be as you remembered it and. Um, if they nailed exactly what it was back then and they put some nuance to it, I think that it's, it, it will do fine. I'm not sure if it'll like break the bank when it comes to selling, but I think that it will definitely, it will definitely do well enough for them. Um, especially if it's not a big budget game. I think that it, it will do successful in that front. Um, looking at these, uh, other rumors and, uh, things that they are, they were talking about in this, uh, in this post. Um, I, I think that, yeah, Microsoft definitely is buckling down on new IPs. I think that they definitely need some because they've, they, as far as exclusive buys, when it comes to this, to this, uh, console, um, they don't have much to say for it. Um, it's really cool that they're bringing back the, the, uh, the old games from the Xbox original era, um, and some of the Xbox 360 games onto their platform, but the one thing that is hurting them is exclusives as far as like if you were to pinpoint exactly what What exactly they're hurting on and this is at least from the rumor mill like saying that they're definitely addressing that um, Having at a, cer at, at a yeah. certain point <laughs> Microsoft and Sony are gonna have to team up to come to battle uh, Nintendo. I If man that would be interesting. I don't know if that would ever happen. I, you know, it's just an idea. Mm, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that ever happened just because, like, Microsoft and Sony has been at ends for so long. And on top of that, like, Microsoft as, as a company is in direct competition with Sony outside of gaming. So, and, but Sony's bigger, though. Outside of gaming, they're, they're much bigger. Are they? Fuck, I don't know. Damn, who's uh, bigger? Because <laughs> I want to say Sony's bigger because they they, ha they they expand to like only like TVs and games, but they also have their own like movie production as well um, and other products. See. So like, I want to. I want to. Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft stock price. Microsoft stock price is at nine hundred dollars, uh, but it is down. Point one or point eleven percent, so not very much at all. But regardless, they're at nine hundred or ninety. So let's see. And for Sony, is Sony stock price is at forty nine point eighty nine. Hmm. So Microsoft is almost double what Sony is. I would thought Sony be bigger, but Sony Sony has a. An uptick of one point four six percent. So, 
Sony's cost less, but Microsoft was on the decline a little bit there. I don't think that matters too much. When that percentage is that small, I don't think it matters. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm I'm always excited when it comes to new games and what could be possibly happening in the rumor mill for for E3, but uh, it's happening pretty soon, and boy. Uh, yeah, I'm what excited. I made sure I made sure that what I was looking at was the the overall company's stock price, Valer, on both ends, just to make sure that you know um, I'm not sounding like a complete asshole. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, you know what time it is. You know that time. Uh, oh, how much time you need, Greg? Uh, I'm good. Go. Oh, I would say no. Like, okay, I'll, I'll put it down. I'll put you down for five. Oops, hang on. Let me. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can go over, obviously. But, um, all right, guys. It is time for. The Overwatch Minute with Greg Dietz. Starting now. That was the longest intro I've ever had. Um, <laughs> so, uh, right off the bat. I want to briefly mention uh, the Overwatch League, how it's been oh, yeah. blowing the hell up. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, real quick, out of the the um, out of the twelve teams that are still competing, four right now are undefeated. There, I'm sorry, three teams are undefeated. Um, the um, oh my god, I can't remember the team names. Uh, uh, New York, the New York team. <laughs> can't remember the the the. I mean, on. it's I mean, it's brand new, so like, it's fine. I mean, like, I don't think anybody's supposed to remember these. Yeah. Names okay. So, so at at this point, Seoul, Seoul Dynasty. There we go. Is that is four wins? Uh, the New York team is at four wins, and the London team is at four wins. Uh, right now, Houston. Um, I don't remember where the Val the Valiant are from. L.A. Yeah. The L.A. Valiant, the Houston something or others, and San Francisco Shock. The L.A. Gladiators and the um, Philadelphia uh, whatevers, uh, they're all at two wins. Um, so, yeah, there's only two. There's only three teams that are undefeated. And Excelsior, thank you. Excelsior. Houston Outlaws. I'll remember. I'll get them down eventually. Fusion, yeah, they have the Philadelphia Fusions. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, that's kind of crazy that, that Seoul, New York, and London are undefeated. Um. I mean, we still have three more weeks within this first round, uh, so things can change, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I know that I know that uh, one of the biggest controversies that happened recently with the Overwatch oh, League yeah, is the, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> is uh, yeah one of um, what's his name? Uh, he's, on, he's on the Houston team. He's on the yeah, Houston Outlaws. Yeah, uh, but he um, he got. Uh, banned or kicked out or something for basically telling another gay player that they could suck his dick or some suck somebody else's dick or something he, that effect. I think was suspended. He wasn't kicked off the team. I think he was, was like, a suspension. I think it was yeah, a suspension. Right. Um, um, huh. I wanted, I wanted to ask real quickly, um, regarding the numbers. Uh, so are the numbers still the same as it was when it launched, uh, last week or, no, so when it launched, like the first week, it was about three hundred thousand viewers. Now it's around a hundred, okay. but it stays it stays above a hundred thousand. Nice. It never goes below that. Okay. As far as I've ever seen. Um. 
But this is also part of the news that I wanted to mention was that uh, the Overwatch League on week one reportedly beat Thursday Night Football. Yes. It, um, I, 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 I told Greg about this the other day. And I was like, oh my god. Dude, they've outdid NFL for, for a night. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, or for, yeah, they, or uh, for the week, I should say. Um, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy how popular it is. And that's uh, the thing is that uh, the people that are watching, the reason that it stays about 100,000 is that it's it's usually about 50,000 or different every match. So people have already like locked in their favorite team. And they'll just watch their favorite team. So that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, definitely. It's it's insane how pop. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm not in, I'm not surprised oh, how XQC, popular it was. It was XQC, that's who it was. XQC uh, said the said the bad thing. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, like I like yeah, like I'm not quite surprised the fact that how popular it is. I was surprised the fact that they've gotten those numbers on that first week to to, to be more popular than an NFL game which is insane, which means, like, there is a real possibility, a real chance that, like, just in the broader aspect of, like, yes, these esports can be as popular or more popular than other sports out there. Not to validate, you know, like, oh, you know, playing games is, it's not just for for nerds. You can make money off of this and do awesome stuff. At the same time, it is. Um, But it's insane as far as like how that is developing and I, and I watch both. Uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah and, and and I'm excited to see it grow I mean what will it grow to an extent that makes sense who's who's to know yeah um, like are we gonna say like in 10 years from now that esports are gonna be more popular than traditional sports I don't know it's kind of looking like right. that right now <laughs> um, right right so I, I don't know I'm I'm really happy to see that i'm happy to see that uh like overwatch the overwatch league beating like league of legends in certain numbers like it's 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 really cool it's really cool um but yeah uh the other news i want to talk about briefly to get away from the overwatch league because that's going to be like every week i'm going to bring up the overwatch league for a minute right right um uh next or this upcoming tuesday so the 23rd um, Blizzard World will be fresh and available for everybody to play on every platform. Nice. Um, now, if you don't know what, what Blizzard World is, they showed this at, at uh, BlizzCon last year. Um, and it's a new hybrid map. So it's a you have to capture the spot and then move the payload to two different points throughout a Blizzard-themed theme park. Um now, of course, in the Overwatch universe, Overwatch doesn't exist as a game, so it's the only thing that's not in Blizzard World. But everything else that Blizzard has ever made is there. Uh, so Diablo, Worldcraft, Starcraft. Uh... Why am I drawing blanks on stuff that they made? Um, this Diablo, Warcraft, Starcraft, um, the Vikings game, Little Vikings. Um... Oh uh, no no no, Lost Vikings. Oh, Lost Vikings. Sorry, Lost Vikings. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Wow. Um, well, that's why I said Warcraft. Uh, okay. Hearthstone. Thank Heartstone. you. Hearthstone. Uh, Hearthstone. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was like, there's four. Why am I drawing a <laughs> Um, which is funny because Hearthstone takes place within the world, with the war, within the Warcraft, uh, thing. So I don't know. Anywho, um, what's really cool about this, about this 
releasing is it's not just a um, it's not just a map release. Uh, this is a content update release, uh, basically saying that uh, there's going to be a bunch of skins that characters are going to get. They're going to be based off of um, Lizard franchise, uh, and you saw a lot of those at um, at BlizzCon or uh, yeah BlizzCon, which is like um, here's the storm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking, yeah. I was trying. I was talking about franchises, is what I was getting at. Right. Less right, than, yeah. less than like specifics. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, anyway, so there's there's um. Like you're gonna get Doomfist that looks like a death that looks like Deathwing. You're gonna get Butcher Roadhog. You're gonna get Bar uh, Barbarian Zarya, which is great. But you're also gonna get like the outfit that May had um, in her uh, in her animation. You're going to get young Reinhardt. And then, of course, there's other characters that they've been showing throughout this week. Like, Lucio has a new skin uh, called Capoeira Skin. Um, uh, there's a bunch of new epic skins that they showed off today. New, st uh, um, uh, like, sticker emotes, if you will, or sprays. Um, hmm. So there's just a ton of stuff being added on, on Tuesday. A ton. Wasn't there... I saw pictures of uh, the new skin for Lucio. Like, is that... What exactly is up with that? So that skin is somewhat based off of the original design that he had, where he had no shirt. Hmm. And he had turntables, like, on his hips. Hmm. Uh, but then they gave him a gun <laughs> instead and, you know, put a shirt on him and whatnot. Um, but this, yeah, this design is, is more so based on. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else, or is that about it? That is it. I um, there's not really anything else that came, that that popped up this week, but next week when after the patch fully comes out, Ooh. I'll have more info about like exactly what's been added and um, you know there there are rumors of, of adjustments and changes to characters, but I haven't really heard anything yet. It's always exciting. Um, I, it's always exciting to, to to hear what they change in the patch notes. And that's just a fine game person in me. So I I I refuse on the Overwatch minute to talk about speculation. I will talk about facts. I will talk about what's coming out or what is out. So if they're like, "Oh, there might be changing Mercy," I'm not talking. All right, sounds good. Straight from the straight from the horse's mouth. That is your Overwatch minute with Greg Dietz. All righty then. So, we come to the conclusion of the show. Um, for those who may be listening to the podcast, um, this is where the podcast ends and the uh, fun begins. Uh, what I mean is that the after hour segments. Um, so, before that, we obviously got to go through some other stuff. And speaking of which, Greg. You have an announcement to say. Uh, you got something to talk about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're also going to announce it on the upcoming podcast for All Queued Up. Um, but if you don't know, my buddy on Sabiner, who's in the chat, his name is Josh. Josh Fisher, to be specific. Um, him and I do a podcast called All Queued Up, where we watch two to three things uh, that are on streaming exclusive sites via Hulu, Amazon Prime, YouTube Red, Netflix, Netflix primarily. Um, and then we review them. We discuss the the nuances and little things here and there. Uh, but one of the cool things about having about bringing Josh on as my co-host is that 
Josh has been putting in hard work making this podcast more viable. So we're on like iTunes and uh, Google Play and um, Josh will list them and I'll read them off in a minute because I keep forgetting them. I have them on a list like on a document on my computer so I don't forget them. But I've forgotten them right now. Point is, wherever you like you listen to your podcast, we are there. He's a, he's also, um, uh, we've decided to, to go away from video podcasts to just straight audio podcasts. But we know that there's a decent viability of having a video version on YouTube. So what he's doing is he's taking the audio that we've had, making it a little bit louder and like adjusting some audio things of it. And then uploading those with some like, like slideshow pictures of whatever we're talking about um, to a personal YouTube channel, which is, you know, just search for all queued up podcasts. And I'm sure you'll be able to find it. You'll either find the videos that we have on Mission Start or you'll find our new channel. Um, but Josh even went a step further. And there's a show on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. It's a great show. Check it out. It's a basically a documentary that uh, for an hour kind of goes through the history of how a toy or toy franchise was made. Uh, the first four episodes are on Star Wars toys, Barbie, G.I. Joe, and He-Man. Um, they're going to be doing another four episodes on uh, Transformers, Hello Kitty. Uh, I don't remember the other two. Um, Star Trek is one. I can't remember the fourth one. Anyway, regardless, it's it's a really it's a really fun. It's also funny um, in numerous ways. The editing is perfect. Lego, that was one. Lego, thank you. Um, go check out the show. But Josh, it was those ads. iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play. Word, we have a WordPress site, which is allcuedupodcast.wordpress.com. Um, we have a Facebook page and a Twitter account and an Instagram account. So. Josh has been working hard at making this this podcast a big thing. And I appreciate every ounce of work that he's put into it, including what I'm about to tell you, which is taking me a hot minute to get to. Um, he was able to contact the guy who made the show, The Toys That Made Us. And not this upcoming episode on Friday, but the following episode, we are going to have an interview with him. Uh... Uh, his name is uh, Brian Volk Weiss. Um, Anthony, you there? I'm here. I'm still here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just got real silent. Uh, yeah. So we're <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're the closer the date gets, the more the more excited I get. Yeah. Brian Volk is the Weiss. I'm gonna say Weiss. Weiss or Weiss? I'm not sure. But regardless, this is the dude that made the show. Like he went and and produced it with Netflix and. He's the voice that you hear when you listen to the show. Who's talking about things? Um, so I'm su- like I'm very excited. Like and how how Josh pulled this one out. I'll, I I mean he he's explained it, but like basically Josh just you know took the camp of like what's the worst that'll happen? He said no, and they so, said yes. I'm yeah. still quite surprised that you guys are able to. Oh, he isn't. He isn't the narrator. I'm sorry. He is not the narrator. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm still quite surprised how you guys, how Josh pulled it off. Like this, like I said on Thursday, you you must have put out some black magic something to to do this. So again, <laughs> I'm super, I'm super happy for you guys. I really am, and I'm excited for what this could lead you to. So yeah, definitely. 
again, if you, again, I'll put this challenge out to, out to Josh. If you can get Kevin Smith, let me know. I want to be in that room and geek out the entire time. So, <laughs> um, but um, awesome. I mean, we, Josh and I have talked about it quite a, quite a bit. And one of the things that um, him and I want to push for is, and not, you know, super often, like we don't want like every other episode to be an interview, but uh, we want to get more guests on the show that make content for these sites that I've mentioned. Uh, primarily for two reasons. Um, this podcast is a celebration of the idea of binge watching. It's a celebration of the idea of, you know, like we watched the show Dark. And, you know, we, we discussed how if, if we were to watch the show Dark um, on a network show, like thing and it was a week-to-week sort of thing, we might have lost interest in that show. But the fact that we were able to binge watch it in such a short amount of time is so, it's so much better. You know, it's, it's still fresh in our heads and we get to go on this journey at our own pace. Like, this is why internet-based TV is killing network TV. Exactly. I think I saw, like, somebody post on Twitter saying, like, we basically replaced uh, TV with internet content. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we're really excited about it, guys. Go go follow us on, on anywhere, like, any of those places I mentioned that you get your, your podcast from because it'll be on there. Again, that's iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play. Search All Queued Up Podcast. Uh, our WordPress site is all queued up dot, um, sorry, all queued up podcast.wordpress.com. Uh, the YouTube channel is All Queued Up Podcast. The Facebook page and Twitter account and Instagram, just search for All Queued Up. Uh, the Twitter account is a little different. It's Queued Up Podcast because somebody else had All Queued Up and somebody else has All Queued Up Podcast. So make sure you drop the all. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, but uh, but guys, we we are super excited for this year for the podcast in 2018. Uh, the upcoming episode, by the way, just if you're at all interested, is going to be on two different shows. The first show is um, uh, End of the Fucking World or The End of the Fucking World, which is a short, like ten episode, twenty minute per episode uh, series. I think eight episodes actually. Now I think about it, it's super short, but that was fun. And then we're going to discuss each episode of black mirror um and uh i'm really excited to talk to josh about black mirror honestly uh to an extent i i mean the the conversation with uh the first show is gonna be like it was okay it was all right like that's my opinion on it but i mean wink wink nudge nudge that's a little bit of a spoiler (laughs) uh but yeah we've also agreed josh and i've also agreed that every new episode is going to come out on friday so there'll be new episode of All Queued Up every other Friday. Oh yeah, definitely. So oh good, I'm glad, I'm glad my spiel bored <laughs> you. <laughs> of course it is. I'm excited. Um, that that yawn was totally unrelated. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, awesome. Can I wait? Can wait? Um, anything else you want to put out there, or is that about it? Uh, that's about it for right now. I mean, I, you can follow me personally on uh, at, on Twitter at Chub Rock Geek. Um, I, uh, I think that's about it. I mean, we, you're going to announce all the stuff that I do with you, so it's not like I have to call that stuff out yet. That's true. Very true. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Defective Naruto. You can follow work that we do at MissionStartPodcast.com, where we got loads of content of uh, reviews, podcasts, 
um, and other stuff. And speaking of podcasts, so if you enjoy this podcast, this is going to be on iTunes and Stitcher as well as on our podcast page on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday we upload the podcast, uh, the main version, onto our site. And uh, yeah, check out the audio again on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. If uh, you enjoy our talks about conventions, if you want to know, is Comic-Con a convention to go to? Is LA going to be a convention to go to? Check out the con over where we review anime and comic book and everything between conventions. Our full view, full, full conversations on the podcast, which also is on iTunes, Stitcher, as well as in the podcast section of our site. Um, and then we have our Rolling Twenties podcast, which is a, uh, it is a comic book, it's an a anime, it's a game, it's a movie, it's an entertainment, it's everything into one podcast hosted by Jeremy Wilson. Uh, you can check them out. It is the Rolling Twenties on iTunes, Stitcher, as well in the podcast section at the website, as well as on Twitter at Rolling Twenties, and also on Patreon. Uh, we also have this is not shown here, but uh, I need to again. I'm addressing it. I I need to get around to it, but um, we do have a movie podcast, which will be changed format, but uh, as far as like how it runs, but we do have one. It's called uh, Down in Front. It is a movie based podcast where we talk about our thoughts on said movie. Um, and what are our thoughts about that? And it's also on iTunes and Stitcher as well as in the podcast section of our website. Um, and I think that's about it with those. We, so a few other, uh, other house things to take care of. Um, so uh, the, the, <laughs> the key is to ramble fast. Yes, exactly. Um, so other things to uh, point is that, uh, there won't be a Monday night blockbuster tomorrow. I was really hoping I was to get it ready for tomorrow night, um, but it's been delayed till next Monday. Instead, I'll just have a rerun of last week's event, the Meltdown Three, as a in place of it. Um, and then Wednesday is my video editing night, where I video edit top five moments, uh, which I got to upload last week's. Um, but I'm gonna have one this uh, Wednesday at 7 p.m. And I'm going to be editing the top five hype moments from today's Battlegrounds uh, event that happened. And then Thursday, our Thursday nights is 6 to 10. It is our uh, Let's Play series called um, uh, What's on Tap. And uh, you can tune in. Me and Greg are going to be there. I'm going to be playing games. And I'm going to be... Should I announce it now? I think I should, actually. Yeah, because it's going to be on the podcast. And people who listen to it are going to might tune in and want to check it out. If it's a game they like. Oh, because I'll announce it here then, I guess. Um, okay. It's the game we're going to be playing. Because we spun the wheel and we got RPG. Uh, we're going away from uh, Dead Cells, which was a fine game. And we're going to go and play. Our next game is going to be Valkyria Chronicles. It is a game that came out long ago on the PS3. And then came out with a PC version. It looks good. And it's a uh, tactical RPG anime-esque, anime-esque game. Um... And uh, that's going to be happening this Thursday night. So for those... I thought you were, I thought you were saying anime ass game. And I was like, I mean, that's true. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if there's fan service in the game. I want to say there is, but I'm not, I'm not too sure. We'll find out soon enough. Um, but that's happening. So for those who really like the game, check it out. We're going to be... Uh, my first time playing it, officially. <laughs> um, will be happening this Thursday on this Twitch channel at 6 o'clock p.m. That's going to be about it regarding everything else. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy everything you've seen here and everything else. But uh, it's time to end the show. So, 
Again, those who are want to stick around, it's going to be after our segment after this. Otherwise, this is the end of the podcast. So, thank you for watching and for listening. We'll see you guys next time.